Welcome back to Parked Car Convos. I'm Maddie Mitchell and I am your host today and always because, well, quite frankly, this is literally my podcast, so who else is going to host it? Happy freaking Monday and happy freaking December 18th while we're at it. I hope you had a fab weekend. I hope you were feeling holly and jolly. I hope your spirits were lifted and I hope that you were just kind of in the best mood of your entire life. And I don't think that that's too much to ask for from you at this point in time. As previously stated, it is December 18th. This week's episode is the hopefully long-awaited holiday special here at Parked Car Convos, wherein I will dive into the world of Hallmark Christmas movie fans. It's a world that I only feel bold enough to dip my toe into once a year, and for good reason, honestly, which you will see as we kind of delve deeper into this episode. It's a doozy. As always, it's something that should be handled with care, and that's something that I'm aiming to do. Um, But at the end of the day, it's also very much so entertaining, and that's kind of the real reason why we're all here together in this moment, which is beautiful. So beautiful. Just a quick reminder that you can take a picture of yourself listening to this episode if you're listening in your car to be the passenger of the week. Or a new way to become the passenger of the week is to submit a podcast-related meme. We had our first meme passenger of the week last week, and it was iconic. It was a meme about me finding a dairy-free peppermint mocha creamer. And it really made me do some kind of inner self-reflection and think, hmm, it's so important to remember maybe maybe you can just stop talking about certain things. And that was really, really great for me to kind of have that news delivered to me in the format of a very kind and loving meme that also made me chuckle. Like that was a great, it was a great wake up call. It was kind of the best way to receive that wake up call. Okay. So thank you so much. Um, I was, I loved that. And I think it's so fun to like have memes that are based on podcast inside jokes because that just makes me feel like, oh, we're all on this together. And that's so cute and so adorable. Also, I'm recording this on the Tuesday prior. So my guess is that things will have changed by the time I put this, by the time this episode actually goes live, because right now we are at 495 five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts, which is insane. My goal was to get to 500 by the end of the year, but we're almost there. We're five away and hopefully we'll get to get to there by um, by the time this episode is live. And we have like 1.1 thousand five-star ratings on Spotify. Just a reminder, even though we're reaching our goals, doesn't doesn't matter. doesn't mean that you can't go leave a five-star rating. That is always an option that is available to you. And I just can't really stress that enough. So thank you so much to all of those of you who have um, helped help us reach our goal. That's really, really exciting for me personally. Uh, okay, let's jump into peak and valley of the week. I have, as always, kind of a few peaks of the week. My first one is that I'm recording this episode, like I said, on Tuesday, almost an entire week before this episode goes out. And recently I've been, I don't want to say slacking because that's really, that's not the truth of it, but I just, I keep procrastinating the podcast because I just have had other things going on during the week and I don't end up recording podcast episodes until like the Sunday night before, which is... I know isn't good for so many reasons. I don't have any energy. It's like not what I want to be doing on like a Sunday. I just want to be relaxing. And so I'm a peak is that I'm recording this actually ahead of schedule. Like that is actually really exciting for me. And tomorrow I think I'm going to record the listener write an episode. And I think it'll be good for me to kind of then take a break from podcasting. I mean, obviously the podcast will still be going out, but I think that'll be good and I'll be able to come back into the new year feeling rejuvenated and well rested which is really exciting but my other peaks of the week I got a new tattoo last week that was iconic it's a tattoo that actually I was waiting (laughs) I was waiting until I turned 25 for this particular tattoo I was in fact waiting for my frontal lobe to fully develop before I made this lifelong commitment and I turned 25 in May and I was thinking you know what it's time and I finally got around to booking the appointment which is really exciting This is my fourth tattoo and I actually had someone reach out who listened to the podcast asking for me to walk through my tattoos and what they mean and whatever. And so I really want to do that because that sounds fun. So I'll just, I guess I'll just do that right now. I got my first tattoo last year, last summer, and it's a sun that I have on my left arm. And all of my tattoos have like, like layers of, of meanings kind of. So I'll just kind of I'll be brief and I'll be vague, but the sunshine is for 
so many reasons. One, I always love the idea of like the sun, the sun coming up every single day. Here comes the sun. Huge lover of that song. My mom used to sing to me, you are my sunshine. So that's also like a really, really special meaning to me. And also my dog's name is Sunny. So there's just kind of there were so many reasons to get a sun tattoo. And so that was my first one. My second one is the tattoo that I have on my wrist, which is 777, which is an angel number for good luck. Um, I, this is actually, it's, it's my angel number in numerology too, which is really cool. But I love this one because for so long I had this like notion that I was such an unlucky person. And I'm like, that's so stupid to be telling myself that all the time. So I got this permanently tattooed on my wrist to remind myself that I have good luck. Why can't I have good luck? Good things can happen to me. That's so stupid. Um, so I love that one. And then I have the one on my right arm on my like bicep. I have a butterfly that I got earlier this year when I was in Charleston. And that is, I mean, I know a lot of people probably think that like a butterfly tattoo is so basic and I see you and I hear you, but I, and I've talked about this before in the podcast, I'm a Taurus. I hate change. I literally hate change. And then I realized, wait, no, I don't. (laughs) Wait a minute. Maybe I don't hate change. And that's been something I've been really kind of doing a lot of inner work on for honestly the last like three and a half years. Um, Is this like narrative that I was telling myself that I hate change? because that's not true. And in fact, I really like adventure and spontaneity. And I like to do fun things that are outside of my comfort zone. And for me, going down to Charleston by myself was like a huge push out of my comfort zone. So it felt like kind of a symbolic time to get that tattoo. But I just like that one because I think it's a good reminder to embrace change. And like everything, everything good in my life has come from a massive change. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like an inevitable thing. But that, I love that one. That one really means a lot to me. And then the one that I got um, last week, which is a crescent moon hanging a disco ball. Classic. It is so cool. If you saw on my Instagram story, like the art is just phenomenal. I'm obsessed with it. It's actually, I've had it saved for so long. I want to look up the artist's name because I always forget it or say it wrong. Kira Cyan? I don't know how you pronounce that last name. Um, Kira Cyan Design. She is so freaking talented. I followed her on Instagram for years and years and years because she just like posts these really cool graphics. Um, and I just love her style of art. It's like so cool. And I remember seeing this moon with the disco ball hanging from it. And like pro- I probably saw it like two years ago and I was like, oh my God, I want to get that tattooed on my body. So I saved it. And a- one of the big meanings for that is just that Mirrorball by Taylor Swift is one of my all-time favorite songs. And it's just always spoken right to my soul. So that's kind of, it's kind of my first Taylor tattoo when you think about it, which I love. Um, but I just also, I love the art of that one. I think it's so cool and it's like really different. Um, so yeah, so that's, those are my tattoos and there's just something so exciting about getting a new tattoo. And I had tried the place that I went for my first two. They are like so horrible about booking. Like it's such a pain in the ass to book and they don't have a phone number. They have like an email address, but they took literally the last time I reached out to them, it was before, it was in the, it was probably like earlier this year in like February, I reached out to them and they took legitimately one month to get back to me. And then they were like, Oh, can you come in this Thursday? And I was like, no, I can't. Also, it was right after I got laid off. So in like a much more deeper sense, I was like, actually, no, I physically cannot. Like, that's just like not something that's in the cards for me right now. But yeah. So I finally found a new place that's near me. Actually, my hairstylist recommended this girl that she goes to. And it's like, she's a fine line tattoo artist and she did such a good job. So that was really fun too, to find a new tattoo artist near me. And who knows what will happen in 2024? I don't know. I've gotten two tattoos in the past two years. So who's to say? Who's to say? Not me. Um, so that was really exciting. I also got my hair done last week. That was 
it just like really does make me feel like an entire new person. And so that was obviously a peak as well. My valley of the week, if you follow me on TikTok, you've probably seen me talk about this, but maybe not because TikTok's also showing my videos to like six people at a time. So who's to say at this point, but I have always had the hardest time getting my dad a Christmas present. And I've talked about, talked about this a few weeks ago. I'm a fabulous gift giver. I like know for a fact I'm a really good gift giver. Um, and that's mostly because I get people like really sentimental gifts. I love to kind of pull out the heartstrings with that one. And I think of like a fun inside joke or memory, and I like to turn it into a gift. And that's always been hard to do for my dad because he just also, he just like doesn't want anything. He like only ever asks for like a pair of gloves and it's like, okay, how is that going to make you cry? A pair of gloves isn't going to make you cry. That's lame. So I've always kind of struggled with what to get him. And he always ends up being the last person that I buy a gift for. Also, if you know my dad in real life, if you're listening to this, you better not tell him. You better not spoil the surprise. This has to stay amongst podcast listeners. Anyways, anyways, I, a few weeks ago, this was probably, you know, it was probably like actually early November. So a while ago, over a month ago, my dad and I, well, my dad and I also, sorry, so much background here. My dad and I love to watch nature and wildlife documentaries together. That's something we really bond over. We've watched like all the David Attenborough documentaries on Netflix. And so that's something that we, my dad and I are very, very different, very, very different people, but that's something we can bond over, which I love. And so it was probably early November. He shows me this video of a red panda. Now, if you don't know what a red panda is, please do yourself a favor and look up a red panda. If you're not currently driving. Don't do it if you're driving. Um, Red pandas are freaking adorable. They kind of look like a raccoon almost, but cuter. Um, They're definitely, I think, deep in their soul, probably maniacal and really, really evil, but they look very cuddly and adorable, which is so cute. And so my dad was showing me videos that like came up on, I don't know, his like Facebook feed of these red pandas. And he was eating these videos up. He loved them. He loved them. He was showing me and he's like, oh, look at this one. No, look at this. Look at his little hands. And I was like, okay, I get it. You're obsessed with red pandas. Now this happened probably for like three nights in a row. He would, he would find this video on Facebook while we would be like sitting down watching TV or something. And he'd be like, look at this video of this red panda. So for me, it was very clear message received. You love red pandas. I'm going to adopt a red panda for you for Christmas. Duh. (laughs) No, literally duh. What else would I do? Obviously, I'm going to adopt a red panda for you. Obviously, ceremonially, red pandas are very, very extinct. And also, I don't have the facilities to be able to house a red panda at this point in time in my life. Um, So I went on like the Wildlife Foundation something and I adopted a red panda, which is basically just giving them a donation, right? And then they send you a plush red panda toy and a... um, certificate that says that you adopted a red panda. And I was like, this is perfect. I finally was able to get my dad like a cute sentimental gift. Like this is amazing. And it'll be kind of like silly because it's obviously it's funny to get your dad a plush stuffed. I mean, a plush red panda. Like that's that's hilarious. You know what I mean? So I was over the moon. I'm like, I've cracked the code. This is such a good gift. Like he's going to love it. It's amazing. Now, Literally ever since then, my dad seems to be on the outs with the red pandas. He does not care. He cannot be bothered to care. Either that or just his algorithm has not been showing him any red pandas anymore, which is detrimental to me and my kind of end game. Now, granted, I got this gift really early. I got it early November, like the day he was showing me the red panda videos. So I think I just kind of massively jumped the gum with this one, which is really, really tragic when you think about it. So... I have been trying to kind of ignite the flame in his heart for his love of red pandas. And I sometimes send him red panda videos every so often so that he's reminded of how much he actually does love them in his heart of hearts, like really, 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 really deep down because it's going to be very uncomfortable on Christmas morning when he opens up this stuffed red panda toy and he's like, oh, huh? Because at that point, it will be like fully two months, <laughs> two months will have passed since his extremely short-lived love of red pandas. That's weird. That's really weird. And then this is the real kicker. A couple nights ago, 
he starts showing me videos of gorillas. And I'm thinking, what? How dare you show me a picture, uh, show me a video of this gorilla? It was a gorilla like eating an apple or something or an orange. And he's like, look at how he's eating that. Isn't that hilarious? I'm like, yeah, that is hilarious. Not. A couple nights later, another video of a gorilla. I'm like, you're kidding. Because the thing with me is I can't, I can't adopt an entire ecosystem. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't do that. I can't also adopt a gorilla. That's not something, no, I, that, that long pause that you just heard. Yeah, that was me pondering actually, but I just, I can't do it. So I don't, I don't know where this leaves us. I'm feeling very uncertain as we kind of head into, as we get closer and closer to Christmas, I'm starting to feel less confident in my decision, which is a shame because it was originally an extremely actually overly confident decision that I had made. So this is just kind of, when you think about it, a bummer. I will definitely keep you guys posted as, as Christmas comes and goes, um, with how that gift goes over and how it's kind of received, but I'm not feeling too positive about it at this point in time, unfortunately. I also wanted to quickly update you that I did watch that Christmas movie, Love the Coopers. Really good. Really good movie. So if you're looking for a fun, eh, I guess it's it's kind of fun. It's just like a, it's different for a Christmas movie, which is something that I appreciate. Um, I really liked that movie. So you should watch that if you're looking for it. I think it was on Hulu. Anyways, jumping into past the Ox song of the week. Again, I've been force feeding myself um, Christmas music only to get myself in the spirit. So my Christmas song that I've been listening to the most this week actually is um, Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande. And then I was thinking, oh, that's so funny because what if it was SpongeBob Tell Me? Because remember that she's dating that guy who plays SpongeBob on Broadway. And that was just like a funny little thing that I thought of. But that's a that's a banger. I'm also excited because um, I just well, I just discovered that Sabrina Carpenter has a Christmas EP out. So I'm excited to listen to that because I love Sabrina Carpenter and I love I love like fun little poppy Christmas songs, but I, I also hate them because I don't know the words to them yet. So it's kind of a whole it's a whole thing. But I'm excited to dive into that and hopefully eat it up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay, now without further ado, let us jump into the Hallmark movie Christmas fan club of it all because there's really, uh, there's so much I can say. I'm going to give a brief overview for those of you who maybe haven't listened to past year's episodes. Also, go listen to those if you feel so inclined. I want to make it very clear from the get-go that I am not in the business of making fun of people just because they love something a lot. That's something that I can't relate to. Do you know what I mean? I personally can't relate to absolutely obsessing over the Hallmark Christmas movies. Um, but that means that doesn't mean that it's not okay and normal for other people to do that. I respect the passion. I respect that these people, like at its best, this group is a safe space for these mostly stereotyping here, elderly women to converse and chat about Hallmark Christmas movies. They share pictures of their Christmas trees and talk about their Christmas traditions. That is beautiful. And that is so wholesome. And I'm happy for those people. And I love that they have a space where they can do that. At its worst, this group is heinously foul and should be denied internet access. And so that's kind of why I fluctuate between some of the sentences I'm saying. I don't want you to think like for the wholesome, good-hearted, kind people in this group, There's, I'm not talking about them. And I need you to kind of know that as we go into this, because I see very, very wholesome posts in there that literally make my day all the time. People will share pictures of their Christmas trees that they put up in legitimately September. And a lot of these people, they have at least like 15 Christmas trees in their house, which is so impressive. Honestly, I don't know how they're able to kind of keep up with that all the time. But so many of these people just like Christmas makes them so happy and they just like love it and they look forward to it. And I love that. And so I just kind of wanted to get that part out of the way before I 
rip some of these people to shreds. And I, I, again, I'm only ripping the awful ones to shreds. Okay. So that's important for us to remember, but there's been some interesting developments last year. I remember I talked about how there was this great divide between the Hallmark movie channel and the GAC channel, which I love that the initials for this channel are GAC because it just sounds horrid to say GAC. Like it just sounds nasty and that's really right in line with what that channel is. It's It stands for the Great American Channel, which already has me raising several eyebrows simultaneously because what does that mean? And basically there was this great divide between the Hallmark Movie Network and this new network that just came onto the scene a couple years ago, GAC, and GAC kind of poached some of Hallmark's key players and they were fan favorites. So that was like a huge thing. But the the difference between GAC and Hallmark is that GAC is really leaning into this idea of like wholesome American traditional values, which are four words to kind of uh, cover up the the real words that I'm trying to say, which is like bigotry and um, and uh, they just love they just want to see white people, straight white people um, be Christian. That's what they want. That's like all that channel is. And obviously there is, I'm sure, an audience that is only interested in ever seeing that on their television screen, which is concerning when you really think when you really think about it that's really like hmm okay um so there's been this this shift where hallmark has been kind of dipping their toe in diversity which is obviously beautiful and is something that should be celebrated and they have um they have a lot more interracial couples in their movies they have had in the past couple years they have movies that feature gay leads which is They used to have like a couple of like gay couples in some of the movies, but they were like the brother, the brother of the main character. You know what I mean? So recently they've been, they've been saying, okay, no, like let's catch up with the time here. And that's beautiful. And so because of that, there's been a lot of people that are like, "Mm -mm, no, I don't want to see that on my television screen. That's a like verbatim. That's literally what they say. They don't want to see that. So they have moved and migrated to GAC because they know that they won't have to see any diversity on GAC, which is, it is what it is at the end of the day. Um, so that's been one thing. But another another divide that I've seen a lot recently is, and hear me out, because Hallmark movies are stereotypical, right? They have a pretty cookie cutter plot and there's like very few details that are ever changed movie to movie it's you know it's like girl comes home lives in big city of course she lives in big city works in advertising comes home um to her family's christmas tree farm of course for the holidays but she doesn't like coming home for the holidays because she might run into her ex danny and danny is a um you know he he works at the christmas tree farm He's just a lumberjack when you think about it. And so she has to go home to help her mom's bake shop. And um, of course, there she runs into Danny, who's buying cupcakes for his sickly grandmother, because obviously we have to tug at the heartstrings. And then her and Danny end up spending a lot of time together on the Christmas tree farm while she's home for Christmas, which is funny because you would think she'd be home for Christmas for what, like five days? No, no she's somehow able to fit a whirlwind whirlwind romance into such a short period of time and her and Danny reignite the spark and they fall madly in love and then she moves home from the big city she abandons everything that she has kind of worked for in the big city and she says fuck it I'm moving home to the Christmas tree farm and there's literally nothing anyone can do to stop me and what she's failing to consider is that no one has done anything to stop her like no one is trying so that's kind of the gist of every Hallmark ever. Now, that being said, no, it's not. No, it's not. In the past couple years, I've watched multiple Hallmark movies, multiple new ones that have come out in the last two years, and they're good, question mark. They're good, question mark. They're good, okay? They have way more of a unique plot. They've really been working on that, you can tell, for the last couple years, The acting is still what it is. There is really good actors. There's really good actors on Hallmark. And then there is also really bad actors. Because 
that's life. Say la vie. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be good and bad actors on everything. But they've really, you can tell, been branching out and they're trying to shake it up. They're trying to do something a little different. They've heard all of the jokes that people have made, the stereotypical Hallmark plot jokes. And they said, okay, bet we're going to, we're going to reinvent ourselves a little bit. And I've watched, what was the one that I watched this year? I have to find the name of it because I genuinely recommend it. And I think you should go look it up and watch it because it was so good. Okay. It's called Holiday Road. I literally loved that movie. I cried at the end of it. It was really good. And I mean that with my whole chest. Like it was good. Obviously it's not going to be winning any awards, but it was good for what it was. Do you know what I mean? I really liked it. It was based on a true story. It was like the, the general gist of this plot was that these people were all trying to fly somewhere for Christmas and then their flight ends up getting delayed. So they all pitch in to rent a van to drive home. These strangers all pitch in to rent this van to drive to the city that they're trying to get to together. And it's just like the story of all of these strangers that live totally different lives and they're getting to know each other on this road trip, which is arguably one of the most intimate things you could ever do with someone. And it's really, really wholesome and it's really cute. And then another one that I had written down is Norwegian Holiday. That one was fabulous too. It was really good. It takes place, you guessed it, in Norway, um, which also I'm on a huge just like Norway kick in my head right now anyway. So that was like kind of speaking to my soul. But that one was really cool. And it was, you know, talked about Norwegian traditions, which was fun. It was, that was a really good one too. So they have, they've been shaking it up is my point. And most people would say, wow, okay. So they're leaning into, to featuring diversity, and um, fostering a more diverse network. And they're also leaning into creating more unique plot lines and kind of spreading their wings in that sense. That sounds like all good things, right? Wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. No. The people of the Hallmark Christmas movie fan club do not like this. They don't like it at all. And it's really, it's because a lot of them are clearly stuck in their ways and they liked the predictability of of the Hallmark movies of yore. They they do not like the new ones at all. And the beautiful thing about them is they are so vocal about it. They have never not voiced their opinion. One thing that they're going to do consistently is voice their opinion loudly and aggressively over and over again. Um, so that's kind of a common theme that I was seeing while I was doing my annual deep dive. It is just every because they have new movies come out. I think it's every like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they have a new one. And then the rest of the time they're playing Christmas movies 24 seven, just life hack in case you ever needed to know that for some reason. Um, and those are all, most of them are just from past years. And then on Friday night, Saturday night and Sunday night, it's the new ones. But, and the reason I know this by the way, is because I watch way too many Hallmark movies as does my mother. It is, I was just born into this, okay? It really actually, I think it really started in 2020. My mom went down like a Hallmark rabbit hole. And so that's the reason that I found myself in this position. I want to make that very clear. But I don't, I don't hate it at the same time. I'm able to embrace parts of it. And I also, like one thing I personally love is like watching things that I can pick apart and make fun of. Um... I love giving my commentary on everything in case you haven't guessed. So that's also kind of like an added bonus for me personally. So let's just take a peek. One, oh, this is what I was going to say that there's this interesting phenomenon that happens in these groups where like, okay, so Friday night, new movie is coming out. Everyone's all excited for it. They're talking about these actors and actresses. The things that they know about these actors and actresses, it is insane they know so many ins and outs of their lives. It's like, it's actually so impressive. Like you think Swifties are bad and invasive. Mm -mm. You think Selena Gomez fans have a parasocial relationship with her. Mm -mm. You've, you've seen nothing yet. Okay. But they, so they get excited because they know that their favorite actors or actresses are going to be in the new movie that comes out on Friday. The movie comes out. People are obviously watching it live because this is, their Super Bowl. They love this. And again, I can't stress enough how beautiful that is. Like I I think it's so nice that these people have a uh, something to be excited about every single weekend. That's great. I love that. 
but then they post about it right after they watch it, their thoughts and opinions. And they are like a lot of the times full blown movie critic reviews. And the thing with this is a lot of people get upset because they haven't had time to watch the movie yet. Maybe they recorded it. Maybe they're going to circle back to it the next day. And instead of just kind of dealing with that as it comes and maybe seeing, oh, okay, they're talking about the new movie that came out tonight. I should keep scrolling. No, 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 no. They think I actually need to chime in in the comment section here and say, please no spoilers because I personally have not seen this movie. That is, that is something that happens like clockwork every single weekend. And then also like clockwork is this army of people that are like, okay, just don't read, just don't read the post then just keep scrolling. Like we're not going to all wait until the next day to post about it because you personally didn't see it. That's not our problem. So it's really also kind of the tiffs that go on between the Hallmark movie fans that makes it all the more entertaining because they get into it really, really aggressively. No holds barred from these people. Okay, we're going to start out with one that actually kind of accurately portrays why I feel comfortable making a podcast episode like this. So this person commented on a post of a new movie that's coming out um, that features, I think it, from what I can tell, because I haven't seen this movie, I think it features like three couples and kind of, I would guess like the intertwining of their lives. You know what I mean? Because on the movie poster, it's three couples. It's not just like two leads. So you would, you assume that these are all kind of like main characters. And one of the um, couples is a gay couple and actually Jonathan Bennett, who plays Aaron Samuels and Mean Girls and who, which is my, my actual claim to fame, he follows me on Instagram. So I have a, obviously I have a soft spot for Aaron Samuels and Jonathan Bennett. He is in this Hallmark movie and he is one half of this gay couple. And so someone posted the movie poster and they were saying that they were so excited to see this movie. And then we had to hear from Roberta. We had to hear from Roberta. There's a lot of Robertas. There's a lot of Trudys. There's a lot of Marys and Ethels. And I don't think there's any Ethels. There definitely is an Ethel, but I'm kind of just being dramatic and leaning into the elderly woman names of it all. But Roberta chimes in and says, in all caps, will not watch due to having gay guys on there. (laughs) Which like the way that she refused to beat around the bush, the way that she refused to kind of like filter out her wording to make it sound less oppressively homophobic do you know what I mean like she could have said and I'm not I'm not saying anyone should should say this but like she could have leaned into like will not be watching because it goes against my beliefs which is something that I've seen many people say in this Hallmark group that is just she laid it all out on the table and obviously a lot of people we're in the comment section roasting Roberta, which we love to see. Um, and Roberta chimed in and said, I don't care that you're angry, but I'm a Christian woman and I don't like that. I believe in God's word, which is, again, it is what it is because Roberta in her old age, I'm assuming is probably unwilling to reevaluate her belief system and kind of her morals. But then we have just the comments. They just get better as you scroll. Someone replied to Roberta and said, I'm a Christian too. And I don't agree with that lifestyle, but I'm also going to come on a page and be judgmental. What? I think she meant to say, I'm not going to come on this page and be judgmental, but also just saying that you're a Christian and you don't agree with that lifestyle is inherently judgmental. And I, I feel that she's failing to see that. Someone else said, why even reply at all? Just scroll on by, which is I don't think these people understand that they do have the option to ignore and to keep scrolling at all because so many of the comments are just kind of like, I felt like I needed to have something to say and they're not really bringing anything to the table. They're not saying anything new. They're not saying anything that hasn't been said. So it's almost like they have this incessant need to just voice everything. It's almost as if like, Imagine scrolling on Instagram and feeling like it was a requirement. It was a prerequisite to see the next post. You had to comment on the post that you're already seeing. Like that's kind of how they feel, I think. Um, Someone else said agreed. Someone else said, what exactly did God say about gay people? Someone else said, so God doesn't want people to be in love. Like, wow. 
Then we have someone that's unfortunately team Roberta. She says, Roberta, yep, that's why we love the other GAC channel. Wholesome, family, Jesus, military loving, family fun movies. Did that sell you on the GAC channel? I'm always looking for wholesome, family, Jesus, military loving, family fun movies. It's so weird that they don't have a category separate for that on Netflix. I've never been able to find that category. The wholesome family, Jesus, military loving, family fun movies. That's so weird. Hmm. Uh, Then someone else replied to that person and said, GAC movies are boring and poorly acted. Listen, I know that GAC movies must be legitimately God awful. (laughs) No pun intended because, sorry, because they love God. Anyways. They must be so horrible for these people to be... I've seen multiple posts this year in this group about how awful the GAC movies are. And these people love and appreciate the acting in a Hallmark movie. So for them to be thinking that the standard of GAC movies is actually so horrible, like I know that that is saying something tremendous. They're being bold and saying that. Um, so I, I'm really... I take that to heart and I think, okay, these movies must be so horrible. I kind of want to watch one. Anyone else? I kind of do. No, I shouldn't. But you have to like pay for the channel anyways. I don't even know how I would get that. But then a lot of people come into Hallmark's defense and saying, I'm grateful that Hallmark is not afraid to represent the world that exists out there, though they still have a ways to go. And I'm grateful for channels like GAC for those who can't accept love coming in all shapes and sizes. Ooh, Michelle eight with that one that allows larger channels like Hallmark to still operate for open-minded viewers. I just, I just, sorry. I just wish those that want to wear their blinders would refrain from verbalizing their negativity. If you don't like, just don't watch and don't follow these pages. Burn Michelle. Can I get snaps for Michelle, please? She really came for Roberta's neck in a very respect. That was a classy insult by Michelle and I appreciate it. Someone else said, yeah, we've heard it before. Take your homophobia somewhere else. Something else that I really want to point out is they make it seem like by having a gay couple in this Hallmark movie that they will be exposed to gay pornography. That is that is the level of their reaction to this. I know for a fact that's not even a little bit close to the case. Um, they they have this like narrative that is being shoved down their throats when it's like, no, it's just, it's just that the two leads instead of being a man and a woman are literally just two men and all they will, the most, the absolute most graphic thing you will have to bear witness to is like a peck at the end of the movie. It's really like, it's so non-offensive because Hallmark movies are still considered like family movies. Like there's nothing, there's nothing over or like crazy or sexual in, in any way, shape or form. So I, it's just, it's just like so baffling to me how little people can tolerate of people that are different from them. And it is, if we dwell on it too much, we will find ourselves to be very sad. So we are going to power through together. As I went into the Facebook group this morning to kind of brave the storm, I saw that this past weekend must have been the annual Christmas con, which isn't actually run by Hallmark. Or I mean, and I think it must be like loosely affiliated with Hallmark because there's always these, the latest and greatest in the Hallmark movie Christmas fan club Facebook page is that over the weekend was the annual Christmas con, which isn't hosted by Hallmark. And I'm not sure if they're like affiliated with them or what it is because it, it's so much bigger than just Hallmark. <laughs> that sounds like such a, it's, it's bigger than Hallmark. You wouldn't understand it's no, but it's like this whole convention of people from Christmas movies. So not just limited to Hallmark, like actual Christmas movies too. Um, but Every year, there's obviously a lot of Hallmark movie actors there. And so people from the fan club, they buy tickets and they go. And it's the whole thing is like insane. They buy tickets literally a year in advance. It's it's held in Edison, New Jersey niche. I don't know. I don't know anything about Edison, New Jersey, but it's held there every year. And 
people buy tickets a year in advance. A lot of people do travel for this. This is something that they fly in for. And then once you're there, after having paid for the ticket, you have to pay like 60 or $70 to get a picture with any of these Hallmark actors. And so some of these people, because this, this one woman in particular posted easily like 25 pictures um, from this convention. And I'm like, you spend hundreds of dollars on this, which to each their own. Again, if this is what makes her happy and if this is what, you know, she looks forward to all year, who am I to hate on that? I just cannot get over how expensive all of this is. Um, and then they were talking about like, okay, so who was the kindest, who was like the nicest actor in person? And I'm like, guess what? <laughs> They're all going to be nice to you because they want you to spend $70 on a picture. Duh. Literally duh. Um, but here are some, here's some commentary that I got from this, this convention in particular. One woman posted this um, picture that she has with a Hallmark actress. She said, Ashley Williams was the sweetest person I've ever met. And someone commented on this post and said, I follow her on Instagram. She's a big nut in a good way. That's awesome that you got to meet her. She's one of my favorites. And I was cackling over the term big nut. She's a big nut in a good way. I don't, I personally would never perceive being called a big nut a good thing in any way, shape or form. But apparently according to Lisa, it is a good thing. It's a positive. So that's just kind of message to yourself. If you get called a big nut in the future, that is a good thing, actually. Someone in the comments of this post was asking, like, how much everything costs. She said, awesome. It looks so much fun. I'm thinking of going for next year. Did you have to pay for each picture or were they included in the ticket package you got? How does it work? And someone replied and said, you have to pay for each picture. Sometimes the line is so long and you have to wait for hours and hours. But it's so very worth it in the end. Oh, my god oh my god we paid for a professional photo and it was a lousy picture and then we paid for a selfie and it was fantastic that's definitely the way to go so there's like different prices for if you get a professional photo versus if you get a selfie which obviously that makes sense but so much money just like so much money on such a niche thing do you know what I mean that's just what I'm I just can't even get over that. It's crazy. Someone else commented and said, it looks fabulous. I would have loved this. Was it by invitation only? <laughs> How did you know about this? Which I know this man actually it was a man who commented, Jeff. I know he's dead serious. Like he's asking, but like, that's a crazy question to ask of a Christmas convention. Was this by invite only? Like that's nuts, Jeff. That's a nuts thing. To, that's big nuts, Jeff. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? And like, part of me is like Maddie shut up let let this man live but that's just so funny to see a picture of these like two normal people with these like three hallmark actors and be like oh must have been invite only no Jeff the world is your oyster this could be you Jeff someone has to let Jeff know and someone did don't worry um a lot of people were really offended by the fact that they do charge a lot of money for these ticket prices I mean for the pictures and I want to make it clear as much as I'm like that is an absurd amount of money I get it fully get it get that coin like these are hallmark actors a lot of them aren't working on like huge high budget things like obviously like this is a great way for they to for them to make some extra money before the holidays and I support that always also like were you not here we just had a huge months-long sag after strike because actors aren't getting paid enough so let them get that coin always. And this person said, it's so ridiculous in this day when so many people are strapped, they should be giving it to charity. That makes me feel differently about these actors. What a shame. And I'm just like dying at this misconception that these homework actors are billionaires. Like that's, that's crazy. And that's actually so nuts that you think these people should like, charging $60 for a picture also part of that is probably for the photographer because those are for the professional pictures and then they might have to give a cut to the convention like you have no idea so like as much as yeah it is expensive like I'm sure at the end of the day they're raking in a good amount for sure but like let them let them live 
I don't, I don't like that. It's also kind of like, just like, oh, I should be able to go and get pictures with them for free. Like, no, no. Why, why do you deserve that? Do you know what I mean? Like what entitles you to that? I don't like that. And it's like, these people are obsessed with these actors and then they're like, okay, great. Here's a way that we can monetize off of your love for us because they provide you with these movies year round that you get to watch and you cherish so much. The least you can do (laughs) is pay $7,000 for a picture with them. I'm kidding. This person said, I'm trying to smell these pictures. Did he smell good? I paused for a moment of reflection for this woman who commented that in real life. That's a real thing that she commented. I would pay so much money to see the not even Instagram DMs, probably the Facebook DMs. Is that a thing? Can you like send DMs to celebrities on Facebook? I guess it's harder on Facebook because I don't even know how I would go about finding a celebrity's Facebook because it's just like fan pages. You know what I mean? I would kill to see these Hallmark actors Instagram DMs, Instagram DM requests, more specifically Instagram DM hidden requests. I would be willing to bet money. Those are balls to the walls. Those are nuts. There's no way. There's no way they're not. Also losing my mind because as I scrolled down in this comment section of this post that said like, oh, this, I forget what the actor's name is, is my favorite. He's quickly becoming my favorite Hallmark actor. And it's a picture of this woman with this Hallmark actor from the Christmas con. And this man in the comments, I'm, why am I going to cry? He commented and he said, mine too. And then he posted a picture of him and this actor. It is the most wholesome photo I've ever seen in my life. And every time I see a man in this Facebook group, it is like the only time where I'm like, maybe men are good. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Relax. But it really is one of those times where I'm like, oh my God, you should be protected at all costs. If you are an elderly man, and we know how I feel about elderly men, like jury's really out on them. We've been doing a lot of weird like elderly man propaganda, see Golden Bachelor. Like I don't even want to get into it, but seeing an elderly man who's like so passionate about Hallmark movies, that is almost as wholesome as it gets. And he's just posting a picture of him at Christmas Con, just of him and this actor. I'm like losing my mind over how adorable that is because it's not like him and his wife are in the photo because a lot of men in this group, they say like, oh, my, my wife dragged me into this Facebook group or like they make some comment about it. This guy's owning it. He's like, this is my favorite Hallmark actor too. I love this guy so much so that I went to Christmas con and paid for a professional photo with him. It's just, that's so beautiful. There's something so beautiful about that. And we should kind of hold on to that this holiday season. (laughs) Dying laughing at this. So the movie, actually, it's the movie with Jonathan Bennett in it that I told you guys, um, I think is about like three couples. Apparently from what I've seen, it's about like three generations that like lived in this house or something or like, I don't know. I, I really actually didn't get much from it, but I've seen so many posts about this and how confusing this movie was, which I'm flummoxed at because hallmarks are kind of notoriously easy to follow along I would say um so that has been kind of like throwing me off and I've seen a lot of people say that they had to watch the movie twice to fully understand it which now has me intrigued and I'm needing to go watch that movie so I can understand what they're talking about but this woman wrote I just watched Christmas on Cherry Lane for the second time I got it and liked it so much better I'm gonna wait a few days and watch it again Which is just like killing me because I feel like that's almost a subtle admission of like, I totally get the movie now, but I'm just going to watch it one more time just to make sure that I really do understand the movie just in case I'm going to wait a few days and I'm going to circle back and I'm going to see if I, if I understand it a little bit more that time around. You never know. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Ready? So this person posted a picture of this Hallmark actor who is clearly a fan favorite by elderly women for his looks. They love this man. They love him so much. It is it is really it, he's kind of like the Shamar Moore of 
um, Hallmark movies, I guess you could say. Anyways, this person posted a picture of him. It's like a candid picture of him walking by them at Christmas con. So it's not like, it's not like a picture of the two of them, right? It's just like him walking by and he's like smiling at them, whatever. First of all, we have one woman who commented, Donna, classic Donna. And she said, my senior crush, dot, 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 the nicest, most genuine actor imaginable. Which has me wondering, like, Donna, have you met him? Or are you making assumptions? And like, maybe she has. Maybe she has. This is the comment that got me. Why aren't you holding his hand? If I was there, I wouldn't give a choice. I'd hold hands with him. (laughs) What? 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 You wouldn't give him a choice? You could have... You could have neglected that part. You could have just kind of left that one out. And then someone commented back and said, I wish they wouldn't let us near him. I wish? (laughs) I only wonder why security wouldn't let you near him. That is... That is crazy. Oh my God, this comment. Is that a bottle of booze in his hands? Which now I have to scroll up and see. It's literally just... It's literally an essential water bottle. You guys are so dramatic. Is that a bottle of booze in his hand? And I'm surprised that he doesn't have anything in his mouth like he usually does. Great picture. What is... What exactly are you meaning by that? No, it's water. He also had a toothpick or candy cane in his mouth a lot of the time. So you are correct about that, LOL. Ew, someone else ugh that smile is dangerous i (laughs) this just goes to show this goes to show that i am for equality because as much as i detest the objectification of women and that is kind of all too present in our society today i'm also equally as uncomfortable with the objectification of men and i think that is what it means to be a feminist yeah that's right i said it because this is weird. This is so weird. And I feel I feel uncomfortable by this. It's also just like the parasocial of it all. Like that's really getting to me. Like to think that this person genuinely, if they saw them in person, would hold this man's hand. That's weird. Someone else commented, my husband asks, which one of your Hallmark boyfriends is that one? He knows they all are. Like, I genuinely think some of these actors, if they, a lot of them are married and like people like that's, you know, public knowledge and it's, they post about it on Instagram and things like that. But some of these ones that are, that aren't married, I really like fear for the day that they get married or like post that they're in a relationship because I, I think this is like, the wrath that should be feared the most is this particular genre of people. One thing I actually really do like about this group is everyone sharing their Christmas decorations because these people go all out. They have clearly like perfected the craft of decorating their homes for Christmas. Like there is no expense too great. They will do whatever it takes to make their house look so fun and festive. But This one woman shared a picture of her Christmas tree. And again, if I had to guess, she probably has several other Christmas trees in in her house because so many of these people have like seven Christmas trees. It's, It's like unfathomable. But this woman has this tree and she said, introducing the pineapple tree. This tree looks like a pineapple. I don't know how she did it. It's actually very impressive. It looks tasteful and good tasteful for a a pineapple for a pineapple tree it looks tasteful so essentially it's a christmas tree that's kind of like wide instead of being narrow which is the opposite of wide in case you forgot and she put this kind of like netting around it so it's like instead of keeping it as the traditional like triangular christmas tree shape it's more like dense and looks almost like the shape of a pineapple. It's obviously a little bit more narrow towards the top, like a Christmas tree, but not that much. And then she put like, um, palm fronds. Is that what they're called on the top of it to make it look like, you know, the top of a pineapple. There's lights on the tree and then there's like gold ornaments like around it. It actually is really cute. Like it's really cute. Someone just commented. No, like (laughs) she just, what 
why would you comment that first of all this is something that clearly someone spent so long on like this is this was not half-assed like like i said this it looks like it's done well and obviously they like it and obviously they're proud of it to be sharing it in the hallmark group so to just comment no that's so that's so rude someone else said but why like it's kind of you know what it reminds me of and not at all and also not at all but it's almost like when someone shows you if someone's asking your opinion like hey do you think I can sorry I totally lost my train of thought there if someone asks you what color do you think I should paint the walls in my kitchen like cream or gray or whatever and you say like gray that's great because they're asking for your opinion and they haven't done it yet now imagine you go to someone's house and you're like oh we just painted the kitchen and you're like oh I don't like this color like that's just rude because you know that they went through the time and it's already done you know what I mean so like there's no need to negatively comment also you don't know this person you don't know this person at all and they didn't ask for your opinion they were just showing you because it's cool and unique so someone says but why and then someone else commented back and said it's a popular symbol of the swinger community wow not her trying to out (laughs) this woman who again puts so much time and effort into her pineapple tree and might not be a swinger like why are you doing that so many people started commenting saying that it's for swingers and it's like hey man why would you comment that why would you comment that another comment uh can't say i'm a fan great don't say anything (laughs) just don't say anything um someone else said cute but not for me maybe a beach party not being mean like okay but again no one asked that's the really important thing this doesn't say christmas to me and then someone replied and said good thing it's not your tree and she said very thankful it isn't like relax it's not that deep it really just isn't circling back to that one hallmark actor that all these elderly women are obsessed with someone else posted a picture with him and she said that it's it took her three days to finally get to him is what she how she worded it his line was full every day so she paid tickets to go to this thing and then she stood in this line for three days to finally get a picture with him that is nuts and other people are saying oh I wish I was you in this picture would have loved to have hugged him something about that is something about being a hallmark actor going to this convention and knowing that these women are like I would give anything to hug this man would make me feel really uncomfortable to then hug any of these people because it's like so um aggressively like premeditated in a really kind of eerie way that's like not sitting well with me I don't know I don't like that I found this post that was a picture of a hallmark store in a mall but it's like hallmark christmas treasures so it's a christmas themed hallmark store and someone commented and said i think the hallmark store should have all the hallmark dvds so we can purchase them sometimes you can't find them in walmart or online i am like i would never think that in the year of our lord 2023 there is still a request for dvds what like they would lose money on that a hundred percent they would lose money on that there's why would they do that literally there's no there's no good reason for that just because i know that some of these like elderly women in the hallmark group would probably get them but not a lot not enough not enough to break even i don't even think okay i think we'll end on this one it is a picture of a middle-aged man okay shaking the hands of a hallmark actor jesse metcalf who is also john tucker of john tucker must die but the picture wasn't posted by this man it was posted by his mother okay my son met hallmark actor jesse metcalf at marco island florida yesterday baseball david ortiz she meant to say I think baseball player David Ortiz has a golf tournament every year and all the money goes to children's fund my son said Jesse is a down-to-earth great guy and so Sharon obviously is an elderly woman 
to be having a son who's a middle-aged man, right? That's kind of how that one works. And I'm just cackling at the fact that this middle-aged man either has heard so much about Hallmark from his mom or has watched so many Hallmark movies that he like knew to seek out this man and get a picture with him. That is kind of sending me for some reason because that's objectively hilarious to be like, Oh my God. Hey, my mom, my mom watches your Hallmark movies all the time. Like I have to get a picture and send it to her. That's kind of hilarious. I take it back. We'll end on this one. This woman posted a picture of, I think this was in the people's um, sexiest man alive um, edition. They did a page in that edition that says sweetest men alive. And it's a ton of Hallmark actors and there's a hashtag, hashtag hunks of Hallmark, which is, it's not something when you really think about it. But someone commented and said, because there's eight guys featured in this picture. And it's, <laughs> she wrote, one for each day of the week, plus a spare you can rotate. That's a Merry Christmas. What? What, Barbara? Care to walk us through that one? And by walk us through that one, I mean, please actually just refrain from doing that ever. And just maybe, maybe let's just like not weigh in in the future is kind of what I'm thinking. Wow. This has been such a roller coaster episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is the third annual tradition of this episode. And so if you enjoyed it and you haven't listened to the past two years episodes, you should go listen to them. And I will chat with you next week, which is Christmas Day. So I will see you then. Thanks for listening. Bye.